It's my great pleasure to be sitting next to my friend, Amy Danter, who is in charge of. Is that the way to put it, Amy? I help Con- with programming. Help, yeah. help with yeah. programming. <laughs> help with programming. Yeah. Amy is helping with the uh, astonishing program that is Printer's Row Lit Fest. Printer's Row Lit Fest, if you've never been there, is a gathering of of literary-minded people, from writers to people who want to buy, you know, one of my old books for 25 cents, mm-hmm. uh, to kids, uh, performances with kids or performances. How old is Printer's Row now? Well, so next year, I believe, is its 40th anniversary. Good be- Lord. Yeah, but because it was COVID-interrupted, <clears throat> this is the 38th annual literary when did festival. You start, when did you start uh, orchestrating this thing? So in... For this year, you're saying? No, or No, in general. In general. So, 2020. Wow. Yeah. I was hired in February of 2020. I was super excited. I was like, dream job. And then and I remember then, like... And then you woke up screaming. And, right. Yeah, nightmare. <laughs> Not nightmare. too long after. Help me. Help me. Help <laughs> For many me. reasons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tell people about yourself. Um, well... You teach? You know, I have taught. Yeah. I've... Um, I, so I got my master's degree from Northwestern in literature, mm-hmm. and I wanted to to teach. Um, and so I did a little adjuncting, and then I realized, you know, this is I can't live like this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like I loved it, but it was just, you know, two thousand dollars, you know, to teach sixteen weeks, you know, and it was just too crazy. So I still love to teach, but um, what is it about teaching? I have always been intrigued with people who teach. Yeah. You have a friend, our mutual friend, Billy Lombardo, yeah. teaches. We have a lot of mutual friends who are indeed teachers. Yeah. And what is it about teaching writing that's, that appeals to you? So I've taught writing, and that was, I, you know, I think my favorite thing about teaching writing is just watching students develop their voices and just feel more confident in their stories and um and like just working with them to acquire the tools to kind of you know be able to express themselves you know in a way that's more suited to them and that gets their point across when i was a very very young uh would-be writer many 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 years ago there were very few writing programs at universities one of the first was uh, columbia yeah uh, started something yeah uh i went there for a week and it didn't appeal to me and so i went out on my own yeah. there has been in certainly in my lifetime an explosion yeah of creative writing programs why is that that's a very good do question. Think, do, do you think there's some, you know, there's some explosion of a human need for communication, or as we, you know, as people invented the phone and Twitter and all that stuff, it's like, wait a minute, I, I want to really communicate and not do it technologically. Maybe. I mean, I feel like people are kind of dipping their toes into the water of waters of storytelling more with social media more people know your story and so maybe they're like hey you know and then there are stories about people who get picked up by you know tv shows you know to like hey that's a great story you know and then suddenly you know they're this you know yeah. Popular, spectacular. Well, no, it was like, the, you know, the thing was like, you know, get five good minutes on a comedy stage during the comedy boom, and the next thing you know, you're Jay Leno or Jerry Seinfeld or Ray Romano and uh, have too much money for your own good. Right. 
But that's also like point zero 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 one percent, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just the the MFA programs have just popped up everywhere. Um, Do you think that's a good thing or not? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like um, I feel like it's it. It's definitely it, it puts a lot of uh, writers to work. <laughs> it affords writers the opportunity to you know earn a living, and I do feel like it it can um, you know enhance you know students' ability to tell their stories. And like you know, at my day gig is at Northwestern, and you know I help manage a couple um, creative writing programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen so many writers come out of that program, publishing books and, and so on. And that's exciting to see. So it is, I think it is, it can be very beneficial. And those, you know, those students also, that's their network, you know, and that's sure. where, you know, they, sure. they have writing groups. Well, it's also a community too. Yes. I mean, they become yeah. part of a community. What do you write? Yeah. What do you write? Wow. I don't write enough because I'm just working like three jobs. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but when I occasionally uh, just take some time out for myself, I like to write just like little Chicago stories, you know, stories about. Well, maybe you should become a storyteller. Like I these know. Guys over here. Like these guys. <laughs> Seems like an easy thing to do. Right, fellas? Yeah. Uh, in putting the Printers Row Lit Fest together, and Printers Row Lit Fest takes place next Saturday and Sunday yeah. at Printers Row it's how many exhibitors now it's roughly i think i think it's 114 or 118 exhibitors and that's just you know tents or tables and yeah. sometimes you know how it goes. oh like, sure there'll be like eight authors that all kind of exhibit under one tent so it's really like you know 800 actual individuals or and maybe if i more. had if i had better eyesight i would be able to tell you what some of these things are on yeah. this printed thing i've been part of printers row i think every year for the last I don't know, 20 or 30 years wow. uh interviewing well because the people who organized printers row in the past uh would always say like well rick's free rick will do this <laughs> rick, you're not rick's read a book rick rick has read a book or two uh this must be, in a way, I know it's a an organizational nightmare, mm, yeah. but it also, on some level, maybe just before you go to sleep and you've put all these things together, mm. uh, it, there are great rewards in doing something like this. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I mean, um, we have like probably about a good like 30 or 40 percent of the presenters this year are coming in from out of state wow um yeah so that's exciting to see um and then also so is that because is that because book publishers have have opened their purse strings and are doing more promotion or is it Mm. because of your persuasive ways uh, probably a little bit of both. I don't know if it's persuasive as much as it is Charm. annoying. <laughs> Please come to Chicago. Um, no, I, you know, I've kind of like gone after, you know, uh, bestsellers from around the States, you know. And Who just, are some of the, I mean, one of the things that Printers Row over the years has always prouded itself on is the number of big names mm-hmm. they could get in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, interviewing Frank DeFord and, mm-hmm. uh, and all manner of other hot shots. I remember you were on, Amy was on TV uh, this week with the author Jonathan I. Yeah. I, I, I reviewed, interviewed John with his Capone book, which oh, tells you cool. how long ago that is. Yeah. Uh, what big names, and do you, when you go search, one thing would be who's publishing a book right, right. Uh, currently. Right. Uh, 
and who's a bestseller. What what do you go for when you're fishing mm-hmm. for these characters? What are you looking for? Yeah. Um, so that's that is the thing. There's like the fishing part of it, sure. and then there's also the applications process. There's also people like yourself who are like, hey, you know, this person's got a book (laughs) book coming out. Did you know about it? Interview somebody. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, you know, I look at Pulitzer Prize winners. I mean, so our headliners this year are the Pulitzer Prize winners for nonfiction from this past year. So um, Robert Samuels and Tulu Olorunipa, they have the book. My name is, or I'm sorry, his his name is George Floyd. Yeah. Um. So super excited about that. Uh, Natalie Moore will be interviewing them. It's um, a good choice. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and and Robert Samuels, I learned, uh, is one of Alex Kotlowitz's former students. So I think they're going to meet up, which is kind oh, of fun nice. too. Oh, nice. With the Lit Fest, it can be this reunion. You know, one of the things I've always thought about Lit Fest, and I have not met that many people who take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. This is an extraordinary opportunity to meet authors. Yeah. This is also instead of if there's a Q and A at the end of a formal interview. Instead of raising your hand and talking about you know your experiences with the you know the eighth grade English teacher yeah. or something, to sort of probe the writers, I think it, it, it if you do it correctly, ladies and gentlemen, you can demystify that kind of. And I'm sure it would be a, it would have been a horrible pain in the ass to you know have drinks with Hemingway after. Uh, his his appearance, if he ever did appear at uh, Printer's Row Lit Fest. But you can get, don't you think that's a part of it, too? Because there are a lot of authors, especially local authors, who will be at a big table. Oh, yeah. And they're easy to talk to, and they are generally nice. Yeah. If not smart, they're generally, they're <laughs> generally pretty nice. I'd say so, yeah. And that's one of the the interacting with – it sort of demystifies the rarefied opinion most people have of, oh, they're the book writers. Right. I think? mean, I think the jerks just kind of flee. <clears throat> they just flee after their presentation. But, like, yeah. the nice guys, you know, they stick around. They they do some, you know, autographs and chit-chat. And, when it's also – I want to talk after the after the, the top of the hour break about yeah. how this will give someone a sense – even though there's some big names coming here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not telling you everybody who's going to be there. You can go into Printer's Row Lit Fest or whatever. Printer's Row Lit dot org mm-hmm. to pick and choose of your own. But I want, mm-hmm. I think the event gives one, can give one, a real good sense of the health mm-hmm. of the local literary scene. Oh, yeah. No, and we've got tons of local writers and poets, and we've got Nestor coming to the fest. He's well, be... Nestor's going to be there. <laughs> I know. You Good gotta... Lord. <laughs> busiest, man, busiest man in storytelling. Uh, we'll, we'll continue on with Amy after the top of the hour. I have a few more minutes with Amy Danzer, who has uh, orchestrated this year's, with help from others, I'm sure she would tell you or like me to say, uh, the entire Printer's Row Lit Fest, which takes place Saturday and Sunday, next Saturday and Sunday. It is a great, great gathering of authors, some very famous, some local and relatively unknown, but should be better known, and you can see that you can go there you can deliberately look through it and plan next weekend 
Uh, you can also get to know some of the authors, and there are tons of books there. What, what do the kids have to do this year? What do the kids have to yeah, do? Yeah, we've got some fun kids stuff. Um, so we have a storybook parade on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. And then it kind of culminates. It kind of comes back to center stage, and there's going to be a Bubbles and Bookmarks dance party. Oh, fun. And then, Is that your idea? Um, you know, it's... Yes, take credit no, for No, no, no. Actually, that's my friend uh, Betsy Habril's, um idea. She is now the one of the new book uh, store owners of Booked in Evanston. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you pretty amazed that... There have been this kind of – some have closed, but there's been a kind of explosion of new bookstores around the city. Yeah. I think in Chicago and around town, there's like 80 independent booksellers, which is awesome. Yeah. Now, how would you – I think anybody who looks at in, at the listing for mm-hmm. Printer's Roll Lit Fest mm-hmm. uh, and then attends Printer's Roll Lit Fest, you would say to yourself, Wow. This is fantastic. Chicago is so healthy on the literary front. Do you agree, Amy Danzer? I do agree. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, I don't think it's I – mean, sometimes I feel like it's a surprise, and then sometimes I'm like, why is this a surprise? Like, this city was like the the, the hub of publishing in the Midwest. Um, even to this day, we've got so many great, like, independent publishers – um, Agate just celebrated, I think it's 20th anniversary or yeah, 30th. I'm Mr. totally Gomez underselling it. Tortoise, Tortoise books that Jerry Brennan's yep. doing down there. There are all sorts of, of, you know, one of the problems is there's no real book section in either of the papers anymore. Right. That's one of the problems. The mm-hmm. Tribune for a very long time, and the Sun-Times, too, had freestanding book section. Now yeah. you got to kind of go look yeah. for books. New City and the Chicago Reader, yeah. I feel like they do a pretty good job they, they at like, okay. keeping, keeping, you know. They do okay. I was a huge fan of freestanding, freestanding yeah. book sections. What would you say, Amy, uh, if you had to, and help guide people through this if someone has never been Prince Royal Lit Fest, uh, aside from, as I would tell them, spend all day, both days there just wandering yeah. and being surprised, what would you tell people to do for sure? Uh, well, I feel like print, print out the schedule. Yeah. Circle, you know, go mm-hmm. through it. There's 75 plus programs. Wow. Over 200 presenters. We've mm. got award-winning novelists, journalists, poets, historians, scholars, musicians. You're going to be in conversation with a musician or a, with Mark Arino, yeah. who's been on this show. Yeah, half the people <laughs> have been on this show. Uh, yeah, so circle. You know what sounds interesting to you, and you know I feel like it's just such a a treat to just. You know, go see a, a program, maybe grab some lunch on South Dearborn yeah, with there a friend. Yeah, there are all those nice restaurants there. There are all these nice saloons. Yeah. Uh, grab a drink with a friend after. Go see another one, <laughs> another program. Uh, I miss those days, actually. Like, I love programming, but I'm like, I really am nostalgic about when I first came to the festival and just got to, like, luxuriate in it, you know? Well, because it's filled it's filled. I, I like the idea of circling things you might want to see, but I also like the idea of just going there and allowing yourself to be surprised. Totally. Yep. It just wander through the you know wander, the see, exhibitors. We'll see what's coming up. Yep. And do talk to the writers if you get a chance. Yeah. It, it will demystify the whole process. Not all writers are as crazy and remote as Billy Lombardo, Rick Hogan, <laughs> and uh, Mike Royko. Uh, but but we're fun too. That's the other thing. We're fun too. Uh, 
How busy are you during this weekend? Do you, do you get a chance? Do you even get a chance? You don't. I don't get. No, I don't get to see any of the programming really. Yeah, yeah I'm an author checking in hospitality, just kind of you know getting people through. Um, I'm going to try and sneak in, like at the very end of each day, like mm-hmm. sneak in a little bit. Sure. Um, like on Saturday afternoon, like at five o'clock, Patrick Otuma is coming. Sure. He's sure. that incredible uh, podcaster, and he's going to be interviewing Sharif Shanahan. Mm. Um, it, we're super excited to have him at the fest, but uh, yeah. And then hopefully I'll have enjoy a happy hour <laughs> afterwards. Yes, a long, then a long happy a, hour. A long, a tall long, glass long, of happy hour. Long, yes. Happy hour. <laughs> and uh, is Billy Lombardo doing anything here? He is. What's he, he doing? He's going to be interviewing a couple of One authors. Of my favorite, favorite authors yeah he's the best um actually you i think you had her on your show don rafael is one of the authors he's billy's interviewing interviewing. don yeah that's a great book she loved it she was really a revelation to me i i was uh that is a clever deep fun book I can't wait to yeah. read it after yeah. after the fest. She seems Post-fest. I had her on on the phone, so okay. uh, without that personal coking experience. Right. <laughs> but she seems she seems very very smart, and she's a very 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 good writer. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I'll have what, when's that? I'll have to go to that. That's first thing Saturday morning. Oh, good. On the uh, Bessie and Joseph Feinberg Foundation stage. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, go to printersrowlitfest.org. And start making your plans. I hope the weather's good. Yeah, it Man, looks I, like it's going to be 74. Oh no no chance of rain, so I am super stoked. I mean, there was one, one year when Karen Abbott was in town. Oh, the I The author Karen of Abbott. Sin in the Second City. Yeah. She'll, she has a novel coming out. I saw. Uh, yeah. She has a novel coming out. And it was a monsoon. That's how it was and last it was, year, Sunday. Yeah, It was yeah. really... Well, don't worry about yeah. it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it's out of our control. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly out of Amy Dancer's control. She's controlled everything else, and it's a fabulous. Go to printersrollatfest dot org and have a look and get a pen and circle everything you want to do. Amy, it's great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on.